Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing today? I hope you're all doing great wherever you are in the world. I sure love saying that. And thanks for joining me today for uh, another episode of Just Thinking. I uh, have had a, just a, a huge um, uh, number of shows uh, related to the coronavirus and associated uh, things that are happening all over the world with that. So thanks for listening to these things. I hope everybody who's uh, dealing with this, whether they're trying to reopen their state or or their county or their home and, and get back to uh, trying and have somewhat of a normal life or other people who were locked down, I wish everybody luck and um, you know th- that they're making good decisions in their lives uh, in terms of their personal health and the health of other people. And you know, today's show, uh, I, I, I'm kind of torn with the title because I think this might be one of the most important shows that I think I've ever done on Just Thinking in the midst, or at least in the midst of this pandemic. I think I've done a couple of important shows, but this is one. And during this period of time, I have to admit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that, that I you know keep having different epiphanies. I'm, I'm learning about uh, people that I thought that I knew and about society in a whole different state of uh, conflict than I've seen it before. And I've been around a long time. I've seen the, the country literally torn apart uh, during the Vietnam era, where there was violence and rioting uh, just every day of, of every year for a long time where people were just physically exhausted from it. They, they couldn't stand it anymore. And I felt some uh, deja vu on that with this uh, Trump administration. And with this particular uh, incident with the pandemic now, uh, I've gone through my changes on this by seeing it, uh, you know, in the beginning, a question of educating people and, uh, you know, then uh, a question of, of of really accepting hardcore facts about things, uh, you know, really telling people, hey, this is really an important thing. You know, we really have to do this, and seeing that we really don't have a plan nationwide to deal with. And uh, then watching people um, deal with this, the initial panic and the fear of this very dangerous and very fluid situation. And then all the strategies or lack of strategies um, that people have uh, coming to the fore, and then the waxing and waning of the virus in certain areas of the country, like in New York, where I am, it's finally starting to dip, and in other places uh, as it slowly extends outward through the nation, which where we have over a million, I think 200,000 cases, many more to follow. Uh, with this condition and, and you're seeing people, uh, you know, their their sense of what's happening is changing. They, they get a lot of misinformation. They're focused on um, social media and they're constantly getting feel good memes uh, from some people, you know, gloom and doom and despair from other people. And then other people seem to be in complete denial over these things and uh, are saying, hey, you're afraid. And other people saying, uh, you know, like I might, you're not afraid enough uh, or you, you need to be, you know, more diligent about these things. And now we've had some rioting. We've had the anti-vaxxers. We've had the white supremacists. We've had people who, for their personal freedoms, people want to open up businesses, so on and so forth. 
you've got people doing their thing and their their thing is to you know to hell with it we, we just got to open up the business i can't go under <clears throat> and as i watch this i've seen people you know go from being you know poor problem solvers some people are downright stupid uh whether they're highly educated or not or whatever other people are in denial uh, other people don't have a clue. They're just having a hard time figuring out. There's a lack of leadership. It's a continuation of the stuff we've seen in our government and in the world on many issues. And I've seen people go, get into fanatical uh, behaviors, uh, get into tribalistic behaviors. And I am seeing people who are acting like they're members of a cult. You know, they have cult-like characteristics by definition. And I'm saying that as a psychologist. I'm not. You don't have to believe me. But I'm being dead serious with you. I'm being dead on. And that was an epiphany that for me, the, the first one with the cult-like behavior. Uh, I don't know how I missed that, but I did. The other one that I have right now, and again, I don't know how I missed it, but that's what happens when you're in very confusing circumstances. You have the, the cloud, the fog of wars, they would say. Things are happening. And... Um, it comes right out of the 60s, the mid-60s and 70s, when our country was facing a similar thing with the war in Vietnam. And we had so many people of divisive uh, points of view. They couldn't agree on things. I'll tell you why. It wasn't because they were hawks and doves, or as I might think, just you know, a, a, a values and morals and belief systems. and That played into it, all those things. But the major problem is that people did not have a shared sense of reality. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the problem facing us right now. And this is the thing I think that we need to be stressing with one another and as a nation. And of course, starting with ourselves first, not pointing out the finger to somebody else, but to starting internally. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. And then carrying it over into our discussions with other people and the expectations that we have for people in office, our leaders, how we solve problems. But it's uh, dealing in the world of reality. And I could not think of any person who is better than that is the very famous psychologist who developed uh, what is still a very effective therapeutic approach today. It was one of the forerunners of cognitive behavioral therapy, and that was William Glasser. In the 60s, he developed reality therapy based on these kinds of things, by parents not being able to, um, to uh, deal with their kids, by people you know, not being able to get a sense of satisfaction or understanding with things. And uh, 
reality therapy came to the forefront and was used for many, many years. I know I practice reality therapy and choice therapy, as they would call it, very, very much. And what is it? It's really a, a therapeutic approach that focuses on problem solving, not on the past or necessarily the whys, but to, you know, what do you do in order to achieve specific goals in your life in the here and the now? And here's the thing. Reality therapy f- f- spins off of the three R's, as they call it. And I thought it couldn't have been a more important show than to talk about this today. Responsibility, excuse me, realism is the, is the first. That you see things as they are, not as you want them to be. The second one is responsibility. That's your personal responsibility and right and wrong. That there is a right and wrong many times to an issue and that we have to start going and looking in that direction this you know and we have a real problem with that right now where we say everything is a shade of gray and it's not some things do have a right and do have a wrong uh, to them and these are the things that you know glasser would go over with people and here's the other thing that i think is important and I'll get back to it in a second, but I want to throw this out because this could have been the title of, of, of the show also. With freedom comes responsibility. And this is something that people are not getting right now. With freedom comes personal responsibility, period, case closed. You want to be free to go out and do what you want to do? Well, hey, man, you have to, you know, you also have to be uh, responsible towards other people. But what does Glasser say that people want and why there's a problem? He felt that people who were unsuccessful, and this is why people are rioting or people are carrying guns or people are screaming about vaccines. It's not just because they're stupid or ignorant or have different ideas or they're smart or whatever it is, or, you know, you're a libtard if you're afraid and wearing a mask. It has nothing to do with that. It's that people get so fed up. They feel they're unsuccessful in getting their needs met, and they blame their problems on other people. They blame it on the system. They blame it on society. They blame it on the governor. They blame it on whomever. And Glasser felt that you can only find you can only find your own identity. You can only get better if you take responsibility and form your identity. Based on you, not on these cults, not on these groups, not on Hillary Clinton, not on Donald Trump, not on a red uh, MAGA hat. Did you develop this based on you? And, you know, this is really important. This is where the thing of tribalism gets uh, in there. We get so pissed off about uh, things happening that we feel unsuccessful. We cannot live the lives that we want. And then we get angry at other people. We get angry at the system. uh, And many times, rightly so. But ultimately, it's up to us. And this is what Glasser said. With freedom comes responsibility. You want freedom, you got to be responsible. So if you don't want to be part of the system and you want to live off the grid, then you're paying all your bills. You get sick, you have to pay for it. Nobody's coming to get you. Whatever, you get the idea. But here's something, that shared idea of reality is where that idea of right and wrong comes in. That shared idea of reality. So, 
Yeah, to somebody who's in Tennessee or in Wyoming where they might have, I'll use Wyoming, where they might have 142 cases, they want to get back to work. And there's a point to that because somebody's seeing the fact that they can't be successful in paying their bills and everything else. And they're not getting the information they want uh, from our government. They're not getting it from our leaders. Uh, scientists are scaring the bejesus out of them, uh, whether it's with inaccurate or accurate information. The, 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 the news media, uh, the cable news media, I should use that, is just bombarding people 24-7 with, you know, scare the hell out of your stories. So, of course, people don't, uh, uh, they're not feeling good. They're feeling powerless. And this ties into what Glasser said people want. And think of this when we're discussing this issue from now. I, I am. I want to keep this more in my mind when I'm discussing issues with people. Because I have seen myself and I've seen my family members. I've seen people that I know. I get disgusted with them. I cannot stand it anymore when I hear people talk about things that I know are not based in reality. They are not. It's not because they don't agree with me. They're not based in reality. And I'm frustrated. And I can't understand why they do that. And I do understand why they do that to a degree. I think this gives me a little bit more insight into it. And what Glasser said, he said that all people want power. They want a person to, people want to feel that they have some sense of achievement. They're worthwhile, that they're winning at life. And I can tell you something, those people with those uh, AR-15 strapped over their shoulder, I don't agree with them one little bit. But I was saying this on a show the other night. I understand that completely. And this really explains it. They feel powerless. They don't know why they're losing their jobs. They, but, but they know nobody in Washington is trying to help them. That's why they elected this dumb bastard to drain the swamp. They're powerless. Nobody gives a shit about them. As a matter of fact, nobody gives a shit about you or me if you're in the middle class or the upper middle, upper, upper middle class. Not unless you've got the big bucks. And am I blaming and shaming? Well, no, I don't expect anybody to care about me. I'd like it, but I don't expect it. So I don't get that bothered where I want to take a gun and kill somebody. All people want love and belonging. You know, they want their families to respect them. They want to have loved ones. They want to have relatives and groups who think they're nice. They don't want to be called a, de a basket of deplorables, Hillary. And uh, for Donald, they don't want to be called uh, libtards and losers and fake news and all those things. People who go out and risk their lives to report the news to us and everything else like that, they want to be respected. Farmers want to be respected. People who are working on in a factory or sweeping the floor or plumbing or doing service jobs or doing other, they don't want to be uh, they don't want to be second class citizens or think that somebody uh, you know is better than them because they're they're not. People want to have fun. That's another one. We've got power. They want to have love and belonging. They want to have fun. They want to have pleasure. They want to have enjoyment. That's why they don't want to be locked in the house. That's why they want their jobs back and everything. They want to be able to go out to the, you know, to the Golden Corral or the Olive Garden. They're not, you know, going to any big fancy place or whatever it is, or maybe they are. Or other people who've worked long and hard, uh, you know, and think that, uh, you know, the reality of their life means how many cruises they can take. 
They want to go back on the cruise ship. They want to be on the beach. They bought a retirement home someplace. They want to be outside playing golf. Right? And they're not getting it. So you get people who don't have a shared sense of reality. Other people say, hey, man, I want to live. I want to live. I don't want to die. I don't give a shit about playing golf. We got to lock down for a while. The next one has to do with survival. Yeah, people want to be nourished. They want to be sheltered. They want to have, uh, you know, their uh, fundamental survival needs met. They want the comfort of knowing that their basic needs are met, their food, their shelter, their sex life, their pleasures, going to the movies, all of those simple things. I used to tell my students all the time, all living things want three things, survival, reproduction, and a general sense of well-being. And this is pretty much it. When people, when you have a virus going around, spreading out there and there's no cure for it, there's no vaccine for it, there's not tested for it, nobody seems to know what they're doing, a lot of people feel very threatened in areas where this is happening. And for good fucking reason. That's why we got 70,000 people dead already. Many more to follow, folks. A lot of other people in other areas are into denial to protect their own sense of self. As they're losing their jobs and money and don't know how they're going to pay things, they have a different survival. They see it differently. And here's the rub. The last one that he talks about is freedom. Freedom or independence. And people want that. They want freedom and independence. They don't want to be told by other people what they have to do. How many times do you fight with your husband or your wife or your partner or a kid tells you, hey, man, I'm not doing that. I'm 18. I'm going to college next year. I'm joining the military. I'm not coming in at one o'clock. You're living in my house. I'll tell you what to do. People want freedom and they want independence. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. That's what they want. That's what, we're, we, that's what our country is all about, in our particular country. However, here's the rub, and here's where Glasser, whom I had forgotten, quite frankly, uh, in, in many ways, was such an important guy in terms of choice therapy and everything else uh, that he talked about. What did, what did he say, uh, really, about reality therapy? He said that, you know, you had to have those three R's. And, and if you wanted freedom, you had to be realistic. There was a right and wrong. And here's the bottom line. That's the punchline of this show. With freedom comes responsibility. Yeah, we have a responsibility to folks, a personal responsibility. You have a personal responsibility to yourself to, to be able to take care of yourself. This is what lots of people who are supremacists and 
make America great or people who were liberals and, you know, or other people. This is what people are fighting for from different sides of the coin. And they're saying, hey, man, you've got to be able to think for yourself. You've got to be a critical thinker. You've got to be educated. Other people say, I know what I have to say. You've got to, you can't have all these foreigners coming in here. You can't have other people taking our job. You know, you have people who don't know sometimes how to exercise personal responsibility. They want the government to be responsible for them. They want, um, you know, somebody to think for them, somebody to uh, be their leader, uh, somebody to do the work for them, give them a hat, give them a saying. You know, they don't want to take responsibility. I say this in a million shows that I have here, and I've had to tell this to my physicians. If physicians are the big ones for me. I'm an older guy now, so I have other people trying to tell me what they want to do for me or plan on doing to my body or what illnesses I should be aware of, what procedures that I should be involved in based on what they think is the right thing for my life. And many times I have to tell them, thank you very much for your concern. That's your job. Uh, Not wanted. You know, I'm prepared to take this risk that may hurt me uh, in the long term. Uh, because I, I would, I don't necessarily want to be 90 with dementia if I could live to maybe be 80 in good health and good mental awareness. I don't want to have a whole bunch of other procedures and things that are possibilities of things or to make my life very unhappy. That would not be acceptable to me and would not be a personally responsible choice. On the other hand, if I was a young man with some choices that I make now, if I had a family to provide for uh, in uh, young children and uh, other things, uh, you know, other responsibilities that I no longer have, I might do a few things a little bit differently. A little bit more prevention for certain things, a a, a little bit uh, less cavalier approach on things. Because I don't have that responsibility anymore. But you and I in this situation of the pandemic do have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to protect ourselves, to protect our family and loved ones, to protect our neighbors, right? To protect our community and to to try and be loyal citizens and and good citizens and and good co-citizens with other people and, and do the right thing for our neighbors. That's why, no, I'm in real disagreement with this idea. Well, some people just got to die, you know, the least resilient. Really? Well, I don't know. I'm a very big contributor to people right now. I don't mean by my, just by my podcast. I teach, I volunteer my time. I do other things. I affect a lot of people in a positive way. I don't think my life is meaningless. I don't, I don't think I'm a non-contributor. As a matter of fact, I know I'm not a non-contributor. So how about some stupid younger character? And I use the term stupid. Somebody's not doing anything. Wouldn't it be better for that person to die versus me? If we had to make a choice, wouldn't that be the... No, it's not the common sense approach. That silly person or that stupid person or the person who's not contributing at all has just as much right to to appropriate uh, services and everything as I do. And I understand that. And I understand that, and I would hope that other people understand that. And that's what Glasser's talking about with, with freedom comes responsibility. It's the same thing 
with, I, I should say to my friends who are arguing online and people that I know and saying, uh, you know, I, I'm going to carry that, that AR-15. I'm going to carry my gun. No, you shouldn't carry that. Hey, look, man, you can go to, to uh, Walmart and get a, uh, I think you still can at Walmart, but any place in America, you can get yourself a Marlin 22 plinker that's semi-automatic and you can knock off as many people uh, as you can count on your fingers in about two and a half minutes with a couple of clips of just that. Really? You're going to say with a 22 caliber? What? Yeah, they have all kinds of rounds, uh, magnum rounds, all kinds. Yeah, Jesus, come on, man. You don't need an AR-15 to defend yourself or a shotgun or anything else. But that's not the point. The point is that person who's going to the governor's uh, office or the Capitol and strolling around, in my opinion, with khaki pants and threatening things and, and rifles strapped on them that maybe it's an open carry state. You may have the right to, you may have the right to do that. You may have the freedom to do that. But is that responsible behavior in volatile times like this where you have protesters there and you have white supremacists and things like that and other people or people who are deathly opposed to that where violence could jump off and then you've got a, a weapon that's locked and loaded? I hope they weren't locked and loaded. Maybe just carrying the weapon and it was on. I, I wouldn't know with that. Were the police there? I can guarantee, as I said the other day, if it was a bunch of black people or Hispanics or something like that or any other person with color, the, the fucking National Guard would be out there with, uh, with tanks and missiles looking to blow them up because their perception of that would be their reality of that would be oh, these minority groups. It's a cartel. It's drug dealers. It's, a, uh, it's an uprising. But other people get it. Is that a responsible thing to do? A personally responsible thing? Couldn't you go and protest the same way without the guns? Do you need that? If you're against the people with the AR-15s or things like that and you're, and you're counter-protesting, that's your right. That's your freedom. Does there have to be all the hate involved with things like that? Do we have to try and provoke people, uh, you, you know, uh, who are in those positions and then, you know, f from the left and then people from the right? Do you, do you have to, oh, yeah, you snowflakes, you libtard, that divisiveness and, antagon and that antagonism of one another? Do you see where it comes from? It comes from all of the groups, whether they're anarchists, whether they're white supremacists, whether they're liberals, whether they're moderates. Not a good goddamn one of us feels when we're getting to that point that we have any goddamn power. We don't feel like a goddamn soul is listening to us. And I'm not trying to blame somebody else now. So let's all gang up on them. Because the one thing maybe we can all agree on is that this country worships money. And we're being manipulated at all times by money. We're being manipulated at all times by business. We're being manipulated at all times by being pitted against one another. You think a person can't belong to a union because they're going to take something away from you. And a person in a union is trying to tell you, I'm doing things for your benefit. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have a five-day work week. You wouldn't get paid overtime. You wouldn't have paid vacation. We wouldn't have any personal freedoms. Because the people who owned the business would be making you do what they're doing at Amazon right now. 
and trucking companies and other places. If you're looking to start a union or you're looking to have other things, they'll be looking to fire you. Does it make sense, folks? Is it connecting? We don't have a shared sense of reality. Because we're not trained. We're not trained anymore. Nobody sits uh, sits there and explains this to you or to me. You either find it by the nature of your profession or, uh, you know, you read a book or you do something or you figure it out. We're not getting this in short attention span theater on Facebook with another meme, another happy face, another story of, uh, you know, a wonderful person being shut down and how they gave themselves a haircut and learned how to play basketball with their socks in a laundry basket. Or some other dopey bastard going out on the flip side, you know, doing some sumo wrestling at the uh, beach and then coming down with coronavirus and bringing it to an area uh, that wasn't infected in the first place. It gets silly because they don't want to see reality the same way. And we should be able to see reality. We should be able to realize when another person is in a position of lacking power and lacking agency, as it used to be called. We should see it when people in America are, are, or any country don't get their love and belonging needs met, when, they're, when their families uh, and they're not respected and they're marginalized. We should see it when other people never have any pleasure and enjoyment in their life. They don't have fun like you and I would want it. And we should be able to understand and have a shared sense of reality when we see that people are not getting their survival needs met. They're not getting the shelter, the nourishment, the same opportunities that we have. You just can't say, well, I want to be free to do what, what, what I want. Well, you can say that. I don't think that's being personally responsible. And that's what Glasser would have us work out. He'd say, hey, forget about how we got here. This is what we have to deal with now. We're here. And uh, I don't know. With that, uh, I, I, I think uh, I'm at end the show here. I, I, I think for, for me, I think a lot of people uh, could get back together uh, again, or go to a starting point if they if they worked on these things. And the next time uh, you're sitting with somebody, I know I'm going to take a little bit of a di- different approach. Is is not to, to to give them the old thing from critical thinking and say what makes that so. I think I'm going to ask people is what how do you see the world? What do you see as the threat if you have to carry that gun? What are you worried about? What you know? How do you see the world that you're so angry at uh, this group of people? Or how, how, you know why does why does this offend you so much? How do you see that? Because that seems to be the key, based on the five needs that are not met or met in people. So yeah, America, we need a shared sense of reality, and uh, yeah, America with freedom comes responsibility. Yeah, you want, you know, freedom ain't free. You have to earn it and you have to, uh, you know, behave in a responsible way. I hope we can do that. I hope the show was valuable to you. It was to me just saying it. And uh, I appreciate you listening. And I'll catch you next time on Just Thinking. Please rate and review the show, my friends. And uh, subscribe if you haven't done that already. And if you have any comments, send them to me, Stan Wangland at swangland at gmail.com. Bye-bye now.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also, you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S. Wanglin. That's at S. Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network.